I'm Samantha Sharris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, April 25th. Here are today's headlines. President Joe Biden could veto House Republicans' plan on the debt limit. A statement of administration policy from the White House said the president has been clear that he will not accept such attempts at hostage taking. House Republicans must take default off the table and address the debt limit without demands and conditions, just as the Congress did three times during the prior administration. The statement also said the Congress has a solemn obligation to prevent default and ensure that the United States meets its obligations. The administration strongly opposes the Limit Save Grow Act of 2023, which is a reckless attempt to extract extreme concessions as a condition for the United States, simply paying the bills it has already incurred. As you recall, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy introduced the Limit Save Grow Act of 2023 last Wednesday as the debt ceiling fight continues here in the nation's capital. The bill aims to rein in government spending and, of course, raise the debt ceiling. Republicans have until the beginning of June to reach an agreement with the Biden administration and raise the debt ceiling. Right now, the Treasury Department is using what is called extraordinary measures to prevent defaulting on the debt ceiling. A vote is expected on the legislation this week. We'll keep you updated on any developments. In other Biden-related news, the president officially announced his re-election bid this morning. Biden, who is 80 years old right now, tweeted a video at 6 a.m. Judge for yourself, and let's take a listen to the video via Biden's Twitter. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red revolution. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you've paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what healthcare decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Right now, there are only two other Democrat candidates, Marion Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., so far, some notable Republican candidates have officially announced their bid for the Republican nomination, including former President Donald Trump, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. 
And speaking of Nikki Haley, if elected president, she says she will strive to find consensus on the issue of abortion. Haley said on Tuesday that pro-life political leaders and candidates must not put up with being demonized. We should call out the extremism of the left. Haley added, we don't need a president who endangers lives while dividing our country even more. We need a president who unites Americans and brings out the best in them, even on the toughest subjects. That will be my approach as president. Haley delivered remarks on abortion at the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America office in Arlington, Virginia. The former governor told the small room full of reporters that she is pro-life for very personal reasons. As president, Haley says she would seek to save as many lives and help as many moms as possible, stressing the way she would seek to do that is by finding consensus on the issue of abortion. Haley acknowledged that finding consensus on the national level is much more difficult than at the state level. Haley did not address the fact that in January, every House Democrat except for two voted against the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, a bill former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat from California, called a part of an extreme anti-choice agenda. During her 22-minute speech, Haley also did not address the fact that several states across the country, including Alaska, Oregon, and Vermont, allow abortion to the time of birth. And last but not least, Politico exclusively reported today that Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch did not disclose the identity of a buyer who purchased a property he co-owned in Colorado. Let's back up to 2015. Gorsuch was seeking to sell a 40-acre tract of property that he owned with another individual. But for nearly two years, he couldn't find a buyer. Then, less than two weeks after he was confirmed to the Supreme Court, the law firm Greenberg Torig bought the property. Politico reports that Greenberg Torig CEO Brian Duffy and his wife closed on the property in May of 2017. Because Greenberg Torig is such a large law firm, they sometimes represent clients before the Supreme Court. The law firm has been involved in at least 22 cases before or presented to the court, according to a Politico review of the court's docket. Politico notes that they include cases in which Greenberg either filed amicus briefs or represented parties. In the 12 cases where Gorsuch's opinion is recorded, he sided with Greenberg Tory clients eight times and against them four times. Ed Whelan is a distinguished senior fellow and Antonin Scalia chair in constitutional studies at the Ethics and Public Policy Center. He tweeted about the report saying, just wait until Politico learns that a justice routinely decided cases in which spouse's law firm was counsel for parties or amici, which means friends, and even one in which law firm was actually defendant. Oh, never mind. That was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Whelan also points out that Politico confuses Walden Group's sale of property with termination of Gorsuch's interest in Walden Group. There was no counterparty to report on Ladder. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Daily Signal's top news. And if you haven't had the chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. 
Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Fred Zeidman, director and co-chair of Council for a Secure America. Fred offers a grade for the Biden administration's energy policies, how the administration's energy policies are impacting U.S. national security, and much more. Also, make sure to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen to podcasts and help us reach more listeners by taking just a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.